Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery and Dragon Con. I am your host, Dave, and this week on the show, I have invited Keith and Pete from Clown is Down, a podcast you should be listening to that you should add to your rotation. Uh, You should like, subscribe, and share. They're back to talk about Dragon Con. Now, this is sort of an extension of the conversation that we had on Clown is Down. They have done a Dragon Con episode, so you should go check that out. And Keith and Pete have been going to Dragon Con pretty much forever here in Atlanta. So we just got together and we talked about Dragon Con. It's a great time. And of course, we are on the road now to Dragon Con. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bust out my cellular telephone. And I'm going to bring up... It is available, it is live, it is updated, it is everything that you need it to be, the Dragon Con app. And remember, the highest rating you can give something in the Dragon Con app is five stars. So every Needless Things event that you go to at Dragon Con, please rate five stars. So looking at the schedule here, uh, 1 p.m. Friday, September 3rd, Needless Things presents Geek Year 1991. As classic sci-fi celebration that is part of the classics track. It's in the Marriott M103, M105. Uh, If you know, every year, Needless Things puts on a sort of retrospective where we look 30 years, yes, 1991 was 30 years ago, 30 years into the past, very much like the episode that we do as part of the podcast every year, except we change things up. We have different topics. We've got some different uh, panelists. And we involve, of course, the audience, because that's something that Needless Things loves to do. Uh, 10 p.m. in the Hilton Crystal Ballroom, it is the return of the Big Damn Game Show. This is in a ballroom with a big, giant audience. We are going to take audience members, and they are going to compete for fabulous prizes on a game show that uh, it's all your favorite pop culture, all your favorite game shows kind of rolled into one. It's an interactive experience. It is live, and it is fantastic. 10 p.m. Friday night. Uh, Saturday, September 4th, I will be moderating Diamond Dallas Page. The great, one of the greatest of all time, in my personal opinion. He literally is one of, literally, I don't like, I didn't mean to use the word literally, I'm sorry. I find that somewhat off-putting. He is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, His feud with Raven for the WCW United States Championship is my favorite feud of all time, and I will be asking him about that. Uh, But mostly it'll be a QA and a because that's that's what the people want, that's what the... uh, the guests like to do so i'm going to get a couple of my own questions in i always do that's my thing but we're going to fill up the hilton grand east ballroom lots of lots going on in the hilton i'm pretty happy about that uh we're going to fill it up 
with wrestling fans. They're going to line up behind a microphone, possibly behind two microphones, uh, and and we're going to take questions for DDP, and I'm going to be moderating that. And I'm I'm a little, you know, me and DDP yoga, and how that's changed my life over the past year and a half. Uh, I'm pretty freaking excited, you guys. Uh, and then, pretty much immediately after that, because that's how these things happen usually. Uh, 1 p.m. for the horror track in the Weston Peachtree One and Two. The Evil Dead 40th anniversary, uh, I will be moderating this panel, and we'll be talking about Evil Dead. And you're going to have to wait and see uh, what aspects of it we're going to be discussing. Uh, But we've got a great list of panelists. It's going to be a lot of fun. I love doing stuff for the horror track. Uh, Really super underrated track at Dragon Con, I think. Uh, Everything that I have been part of on the horror track, it's always a highlight of my year. I, I love it. Um, let's see, that brings us to Sunday, 4 p.m. For the first time, I can't emphasize this enough. For the first time ever, first time ever live, Audible interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. It's me, it's Noel, it's Christian, live in front of an audience. I have the format laid out now. It's done. We know what we're doing. Lots of audience participation here. Uh, We came up with some really fun, great ideas for this panel. It's going to be different from a regular episode of Audible Interlude. Uh, We're going to have a blast. Uh, I'm I'm really, really excited. I'm excited about everything that I'm doing, uh, partially because I cut way back on what I'm doing, because I need this year... I need this to be as relaxing as it is engaging because that's part of the magic of Dragon Con for me is how engaged I am because I'm using the gifts that I have that I don't get to use in my day job. Uh, I I get to use them here. So I I love doing things and doing panels and doing the game show and, and just being a part of Dragon Con and entertaining people. And yes, it's work. It's a ton of work, but it's rewarding uh, in a way that no regular day job is, but this year I also need a vacation. So, uh, I cut back on the panels a little bit. I'm going to be trying to relax and have fun as much as I can, uh, in addition to working and having fun. Uh, and so uh, on Sunday, uh, immediately following audible interlude, which is in Marriott M103105, which is the classics track room, uh, 1981, the year of the werewolf in Weston Peachtree one and two, uh, we're going to be talking about American Werewolf in London, The Howling and Wolfen. Uh, and yes, I understand, I know, but we're going to talk about that. Uh, so be sure and add all of that to your schedule in your Dragon Con app. Now, I will tell you this. For some reason, I can't add the Big Damn Game Show to my schedule, so I had to make a manual entry because I'm going to forget about it or something, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I've got it starred, but it wouldn't let me add it. But anyway... So excited about all of this stuff going on at Dragon Con. And then, of course, I've got some other panels, and we'll talk about that next week because next week's special early episode will be dropping on Wednesday, September the 1st. Because honestly, there's no point in putting an episode out on Dragon Con Friday uh, because so much of our listenership is made up of Dragon Con attendees. So I like to get it out a little early on Wednesday. It'll be our final. Road to Dragon Con episode, and it's going to be myself and uh, some of the Needless Things family 
uh, guess what? Talking about Dragon Con. But we're going to be doing some Q&A stuff. Uh, we're going to take questions from you guys from the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. Uh, and we're going to be having a lot of fun. So that's going to be up next Wednesday. So that's what's going on Dragon Con-wise. Aside from the wonderful, delightful fellows from Clown is Down being on this week. Uh, but before we get to that, we've got to have, uh, we got to take a look at some news. Okay, so I played the news sting a little bit too early, but we must forge ahead. What's done is done. I just want to mention real quick, uh, which it's site news, so whatever. Uh, if you go to the Needless Things YouTube channel, which I wish you would, please like, subscribe, and share. Smash that like button if you like Needless Things. Uh, this week was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles week. The newest wave of Super 7 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimates is out, and I reviewed them all on the Needless Things YouTube channel. And I will tell you this, uh, there's some dissatisfaction. I generally try to be positive. I generally try to put as good a spin on things as I can. But I am also realistic, and I'm not going to gloss over stuff when I'm not satisfied. Like, I... There may be things other people aren't satisfied with that I'm okay with, but, uh, you know, that's just a difference of, of, of opinion. But if I see something that I genuinely see as a problem with a product, I will absolutely point it out. And I had to do that uh, several times this week with these Ninja Turtles. Now, I will say I understand that the pandemic created a lot of problems with toy production. And I understand that the approval process was made very difficult over the past 18 months. Uh, so I'll take that as an explanation for why some of the things that happened happened. Uh, some of them are not as easily explained. But you're just going to have to go to the Needless Things YouTube channel, subscribe, and check out those videos to find out what the heck I'm talking about. But you will be, I think there's some some of my criticisms you will be surprised to hear me being so critical, but there was no way around it. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, I just want to talk about What If really quickly again. Uh, it's it's fantastic. And actually, I just realized I'm looking at my old notes for some weird reason. Uh, let me zip over to a different folder. Uh, but I'm still going to talk about What If because What If is it continues to be excellent. Uh, I was blown away by the Captain Carter episode, uh, but then it went on to just continue being amazing. Uh, the What If T'Challa Was Star-Lord was much... It was everything. It broke my heart. Uh, it made me laugh a lot because while you're watching it, you're seeing how successful T'Challa is as Star-Lord and realizing, like... All of the things that he does, Peter Quill didn't do any of that. He really was kind of a selfish dickbag. And T'Challa is this wonderful guy creating, like, harmony throughout the universe. So that's, like, that makes everything that happens doubly funny to me. Uh, all right. So moving along, I've got my updated notes now. Uh, the WWE New Generation ring was funded. This was the Mattel crowdfunded offering that came with what looks to me to be the best real scale wrestling ring ever created. 
uh, the new generation entryway with all the neon lights. It's the old square uh, entryway with the different color neon light tubes. This thing is LED. It lights up with all kinds of different patterns, and it has a fabric curtain. Uh, and then it also ended up because it met it, it met all of the stretch goals. So I am getting uh, a WrestleMania 10 Macho Man with an announce table set. Um, an and that's an ultimate figure. Which the if you know the WWE Ultimate Edition figures are much nicer than the standard or elite releases, uh, an Ultimate Edition Diesel, and an Ultimate and this was like honestly this was the thing I kind of wanted the most out of the whole set an Ultimate Edition Doink the Clown original evil Matt Bourne Doink the Clown, uh, and then finally a set uh, two different sets of extra ring aprons or ring skirts or whatever. Uh, an in your house set and oh gosh what is the other one is it SummerSlam or Wrestlemania I don't even remember because the in your house is the one I'm going to put on it uh, but uh, this is great I'm thrilled it got funded and let me just tell you real scale ring easily 100 bucks but considering it's an exclusive item let's call it 120 uh, three ultimate edition figures. Macho includes the announce table, so that's at least forty bucks there, uh, probably a little more. And then Doink and Diesel, I'm gonna say thirty-five a piece at least. So that's seventy. That's uh, one ten. So we're already up to two hundred and thirty dollars. Aprons, we'll say ten bucks, two hundred and forty. So basically $10 you're paying for that entryway, which by the way is huge easily $75, $80 item, I think, in my opinion uh, th this is I, I just broke the math down a little weird because I personally came up with it being worth $250 when it was just diesel the ring in the entryway uh, I was able to justify that in my head um, and now with the two additional ultimate figures and the ring aprons it, it's it's a crazy value and my gosh is it going to sell for so much more than that later on but that doesn't matter because i'm not going to be flipping it because i love it i can't wait to get my hands on that next year uh and then uh, finally speaking of things that were funded galactus the marvel legends galactus is funded as we speak uh it still has four more days for you guys three more days uh Nova is unlocked, or Frankie, whatever her name is, is unlocked. Uh, Silver Surfer is right now like 400 away from being unlocked or something like that. So that's 100% going to hit. Uh, and then whatever the last stretch goal is, I think th there were rumors it was an extra head or something for Galactus. I don't know. Uh, this is not for me, though. This uh, Phantom Jr. wanted this very, very badly. And I said, well do you want this to be your Christmas present from me and your mom, but you're not going to get it until like next September. And he said, yes. And I said, you sure you understand that this is what you're going to get from us. And this is it, but you don't get it until next September. He's yes. He, he, I mean, he gets it. And he understands he's 13 years old. He's he, 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 under, he gets what's going on here and he wants this freaking Galactus. So, uh, we will have one on the way, and uh, maybe by then he'll do a uh, an unboxing and review on the Needless Things YouTube channel. I would I would love that. That would be awesome. Uh, so there you go. Oh, one one last note. Uh, two 
big things. Uh, there was a Marvel Legends panel today, and there was a WWE panel today. I have not had the opportunity to look at the WWE panel yet, other than to see that there's a new Trish Stratus figure coming out. There's a regular one and a Chase variant. Uh, it is like kind of original Trish with the cowboy hat and the long jacket. And the pictures that they shared look heinous. It looks like one of the worst figures I've ever seen. Uh, and I have one pre-ordered. But it is pre-ordered from Trish Stratus. It's going to come signed. So it's definitely more of a thing I'm going to hang on the wall anyway because I just wanted to have a signed Trish Stratus figure. And I doubt she's going to get down here to like WrestleCon or anything like that. Uh, so I figured, you know what, and, and it didn't cost a whole heck of a lot more, in my opinion, uh, than getting the Elite from, like, ringside would have been. So I just I just ordered it. So I've got one on the way. I don't know if it'll be the regular or the chase. I don't really care because they both look just hideous. Uh, and then finally, the Marvel Legends panel, they revealed the new Spider-Man No Way Home figures, which some of them look great, some of them I don't care about. Uh, I think the video game Miles Morales looks fantastic and might be the best Spider-Man figure to date. Uh, there's a new penless movie version of the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Uh, then there's the black suit, which has all kinds of mystery around it. We don't know what it is. There is a J. Jonah Jameson movie version, which is great, must-have. Uh, although I do kind of wish the alternate head was younger J. Jonah Jameson from the Sam Raimi movies. But whatever. They'll probably get around to that anyway. Um, and then a couple of characters that I'm really not that familiar with from the comics that I don't really care about. Uh, and then the Build-A-Figure is this giant armadillo guy that I don't really care about. So that wave was, you know, there are a couple I want in there. I want the MCU stuff. Oh, Doctor Strange. They're doing another Doctor Strange, which I've already got like two of this Doctor Strange, although this one is updated sculpt and blah, 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 all that stuff. But why not do uh, sweatpants Doctor Strange from the trailer? Do something different. Uh, and then they also shared the Eternals figures, which I feel like they made these because they were like, guys, everybody seems to think the Shang-Chi figures are really boring. So let's show them what boring looks like. These Eternals, and look, I still want to see the movie, obviously, and it's probably going to end up being great. And I, it may be so good that I'm like, well, darn, I've got to get those figures. But boy, are they just the most boring action figures I have ever seen. Dollsville, not, not a one among them that like piqued my interest even just as a toy collector like oh that's a cool figure even though i don't know who that character is just a, a big bag of dull uh so my interest there very very low but maybe once i see the movie that'll change uh all right i believe that does it for the news Before we get into the meat of the episode, I will once again ask you to join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. Follow Needless Things Podcast on Instagram. If you want to follow on Twitter, it's Needless Things Podcast underline, I think. But basically everything on Twitter is just reposted from everywhere else because I don't particularly care for Twitter. Uh, 
the only thing that Twitter is good for is getting toy companies to perhaps correct problems that you have with their products uh, sometimes because the customer traditional customer service avenues no longer provide any results. But for some reason, tweeting at them, uh, Hasbro and Mattel have gotten results. Seems to work. So look for, if you go on Twitter and look for Hasbro customer service or Mattel customer service, uh, you might be able to get some results. NECA I have had no luck with. They are, I love NECA's products, love them, but their customer service and, and quality assurance is the drizzling shits. I have no problem saying that. And and that's as the proud owner of a brand new uh, Friday the 13th Part 7 Jason Voorhees figure that I found today. All right, you guys, that's enough out of me. That's more than enough out of me. What a long-winded intro this has ended up being. Now it is time to get to the meat of the show, the dragon meat, if you will. Please welcome Keith and Pete from Clown is Down. Okay, so mowing mowing the lawn is a giant. We've got we've got we've already got two things pre-recording that we have to go back to. And actually, we're you know what we're going to start with Keith because Keith uh, he dazzled me right out of the gate with his little friend here. <laughs> uh, so Keith, you're a, you're a craftsman, mm-hmm. uh, and actually to go back to before I had started listening to clown is down, I was shocked that you were on the internet in any capacity because I was under the impression that you just sat in the yard building things all the time uh, and really had no awareness of, of computers or technology at all. Uh, That's pretty much true. (laughs) But, but you're, you're getting there, right, Keith? Yes. I'm fine. Yes. I am. I finally, um, I started exploring this, uh, the internet world and it's horrible. Uh, Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah go back. <laughs> it's Turn a, back it's an now. awful place. <laughs> Don't flips. go in the swamp. Yeah. 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 That's a hundred percent accurate. So you've, you should, as soon as you got on here, you show us a little, a little lawn gnome guy with the, the middle finger extended, uh, <laughs> very, uh, very Johnny cash slash Pete Reddington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now you've had enough of building with your hands and you've, you've moved on to the world of 3D printing. How long is it going to be before you're 3D printing like lawn chairs and picnic tables? God, that'd be, I didn't even think about that. That'd be crazy. <laughs> you man, I, I, I mean, what, I'm just, what have you done? <laughs> no, it's like, well, uh, 3D printing is insane. Like it's really fun, uh, but um, it takes a long time uh, to print just like, Okay, like I'll show you this real quick. Okay, he's holding up a a lightsaber hilt that's pretty much actual size, right? And it unscrews. unscrews. It's it's like a geocaching thing. You can keep your your, uh, vitamins inside. Yes. Your your spice. Your spice in there. Yes. This took uh, 14 hours. Goo! So basically, 3D (sighs) printing is like the old days of the internet. (laughs) <laughs> when to get one picture you'd have to sign on and just like leave it down yes yes you just yeah <laughs> i like uh th- like when i made this like uh, uh i mean I-, I downloaded these from a site called thingiverse and uh you-, you could you i haven't got to the point yet where um i could design my own things but um you could go to this website and just 
just download some files and just upload it, go in there, hit play. And it just starts printing. And, um, but when I see, uh, basically when you download it, you got to go to another site <laughs> to splice it, to make it talk to your, whatever, uh, um, model of a 3d printer printer you have. And then you'll see how long it takes. And when I saw 14 hours on this puppy, I was like, Oh God, I want to, I just, I could just let it run all night, but I, I like to get up. Like I'll just get up at six in the morning, go out there, turn it on, hit play. <laughs> well, that's what I saw something the other day. And this explains this now, because I, I, obviously it takes a certain amount of time for, for the 3d printing to occur. I mean, just even normal printing, depending on the documents you're doing takes a little bit of time. And this is a completely different thing. Uh, but I saw something the other day that it was like a meme and it, it was a half printed thing. And it says when you wake up and find that your 3D oh. printer stopped. Yes. And oh. I, I had no context for that whatsoever because I've never 3D printed anything. But I, I it, it hit me like, oh, I guess that's a thing. Yes. I've had things that uh, uh, will take nine hours to print. And I've walked out to the workshop and it's seven and a half hours. It's just something some mishap happened i don't know and there's just like a ball of like a just ink just like, oh, it so like it ruins the whole yeah. oh it ruins the whole thing you you have to like so yeah, your whole just, seven and a half hours is just waste it's gone it's gone it's it, it, it becomes material isn't expensive though right no it's like 25 bucks a roll okay. and, it, and it goes a long way i haven't really i haven't really gauged on like how much uh and like i don't know how much went into this uh the lightsaber hilt um but um, I've known that I've had some out there and I've just just continuously print things if I need them. And I, I, it took a long time to go through if, one if school. you need them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like I've been like there's some things that are uh, like I have fun making things like the, the little lightsaber printed that up just to have to play with. But um, I have found a whole section of things that are like uh, useful tools. Like uh, that you could use in the workshop. Like I'll print out oh, like, okay. uh, like, uh, like center finders and uh, uh, storage for my bits. And <laughs> so, yeah. You, well, and that makes sense though. Cause now that I'm thinking about it, um, if anybody wants to check them out on Instagram, uh, 3d mucky Chris, I think not, not the most eloquent name I've ever come across, but I met him at a convention a couple of years ago and he was 3d printing. He, he would do Buddhas with different pop culture heads mm -hmm. on them. Like, Penhead or Baby Yoda or Creature from the Black Lagoon, but on a Buddha body. Yeah. Neat idea. Stuff like that is, is what makes me interested in this. Uh, but when the pandemic hit, he was 3D printing uh, door handle. Oh, that, got, that uh -huh. got big for puller, puller things. Yeah. Stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, I mean, this is it's more than just, you know, my mind goes straight to garbage. It'll take up more room in my house. But obviously you, you can do useful <laughs> things with this, too. And I think they're they're doing like organs and shit now. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe for you, um, I don't know if um, if you like this, the way you set up um, like, you know, your G.I. Joe's or uh, any any action figure you have, but they make you could print stands. Oh, dude, hang on. Hang on. No. Oh, you <laughs> he's already got it. Oh, he's already got it. <laughs> OK, so listeners for. Well, let's see. I think Audible Interlude is where I talked about them. Uh, but there's a Facebook page called Display Joe's. And I ordered this. Wow. Hang well, on. Cool. Let, me turn my, let me turn my background off so you guys can actually see this thing. Um, 
and it's not something that I'm going to get, you know, for everything, but that's I mean, really yeah. cool. That is I cool. Like that. And, it, and it's got, if you see, it's got a little whoop, wrong side. It's got a, the helmet, like all the accessories clip into this. And then this is all hand painted, but like, yeah, this is a 3d printed stand nice. and it's for this whole special mission Brazil set, which is, which is the right. I just got it for these. Um, so it's it's by it's by character you you order that yes. by character yeah okay. yeah yeah it looks he like on the sides it, they clip in too he does they, they it has in. clips cool. on the side so you can clip them all together uh but yeah they're all personalized so like for duke it would have the thing for his helmet a little hook for his binoculars a hole for his backpack and clip for his rifle hmm. uh you know for stalker it would just have the clip for the rifle uh each one is specific for each character they're they're crazy they're wild and like the quality you know they feel good there's some 3d printed stuff i've come across that's maybe doesn't feel like it feels a little cheap mm -hmm. there's there's different levels of finish when you do it I've yeah, yeah yeah yes yeah, but these are fantastic. So yeah, Keith, get on that. Make oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Keith. Yeah. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Get on it. I'm making I'm making gnomes flipping birds. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that terrible brown toe you made. Oh, you the made toe. What? Oh, it's so gross. Why would you do and, that? Well, yeah. I thought it was funny. And like uh <laughs> well, see, I made gross. two of them and I did want it in gold too. And like, but these are <laughs> these it's, I, it's a gold know, toe. Yeah, the lady that said I do, she just doesn't like. I just come out of this because like, it's poke gross, at her. man. I'm Look sure she toenail. really appreciates that. That's and and, and again, to it's keep, a geocache thing you to, know, to so. keep your to keep your fills in. Your, yeah. your, uh, you, you keep throwing around that word geocache. Your, let's your, let's get real. It's for your geritol. We yeah. Keith. Keith has seven of these toes lined up on his bathroom counter. <laughs> One for each, each day. day. Yeah, each day of the week, he's got his his different you know color coordinated. Yeah, know. absolutely. And uh, Wednesday so is, is gold, obviously. <laughs> All right. Well, that's I think that's our icebreaker for this episode. <laughs> Believe it or not, we're not here to talk about three D printing or about toes. Uh, we're here to talk about something that right before I hit record, we had a great segue. Uh, because I was talking about what a pain in the ass it is to try and mow your lawn uh, in Georgia right now because the grass is always wet with either morning dew oh, yeah. or rain. So you have you have a period of time of like an hour and a half, one day a week, where you can get out and mow dry grass. It's It sucks. And Pete, you... We're, we're attempting to segue into our subject matter by saying... Into that. I, I actually associate mowing the grass in the heat with uh the thought of dragon con coming up it's actually because that's how you earn your money for dragon con i do i earn my extra little pocket money uh, the wife the wife lets me take a couple of extra dollars no i you know you, you get out there because because we're all we're all old old guys now and you know you get out there to mow the grass and you just you, you're there with your thoughts and the heat starts bearing down and i start thinking about oh man i'm only I'm only this many weeks to Dragon Con. Now it's only this many weeks to Dragon Con. And I, I've just, for the last few years, I've associated cutting the grass on a Saturday with that oppressive sweltering heat. <laughs> I can, I'm just like, you know, pretty soon I'll, I'll be walking down Peachtree, you know, in the oppressive in heat. In this same heat. Yeah, in this exact same heat. Uh, and so it's, it's only a few weeks away at that point. A, a, a few weeks from now, I'm going to have to do this on Wednesday instead of Saturday, because on Saturday... Yeah, you're busy. I will be a dragon con. Yeah. 
Which brings us to the topic of this episode. Uh, I'm doing some specialized episodes uh, this year, which uh, before we get any further, Clown is Down, which, by the way, congratulations on an excellent show. Thank you. you. Thank you. You guys are are burning it up like I, I every time I see an episode posted, it just makes me happy, even if I'm not on it. First uh, of the 15. <laughs> and so you guys have some Dragon Con business going on. As a matter of fact, you just dropped an episode. We dropped uh, the first of two, first of two uh, Dragon Con episodes. Just kind of, you know, we we love it. We grew up with it, so we wanted to pay a little a little respect to it and talk to some Dragon Con vets. And also get some like tips and tricks, you know. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, we to, didn't we didn't want to be the norm, the usual. Yeah, this is what we do. And that's why I wanted to have you guys on because you have, honestly, in my sort of field of of friends, acquaintances, business partners, whatever, you guys do have kind of a unique perspective on Dragon Con, and I I just want to talk to you about how long you've been going, what you do there, how your business has evolved over the years. But first, I'm going to do something that's never occurred to me to do. All right. And it seems kind of, you know, in doing Dragon Con related things on the internet for over a decade now, I don't know how I have never once visited the Dragon Con Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. Wow. Have you guys ever gone there? I've never thought to. Why would you? Because we go, we know. We know all about it. This is so this is this is what I'm going to read. I'm just going to read the first paragraph at the top here just to give some context of how the world at large views Dragon Con, I guess, which granted this was probably (laughs) written by somebody from Dragon Con. It's for it's for a worldwide perspective. Uh, And and then we'll move into more personal experiences. Uh, Dragon Con, previously Dragon Asterisk Con and sometimes (laughs) Dragon Con is a North American multi-genre convention founded in 1987, which takes place annually over the Labor Day weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. As of 2017, the convention draws attendance of over 80,000, features hundreds of guests, encompasses five hotels in the Peachtree Center neighborhood of downtown Atlanta near Centennial Olympic Park, and runs thousands of hours of programming for fans of science fiction, fantasy, comic books, and other elements of fan culture. It is owned and operated by a private for-profit corporation with the help of 1,500-member volunteer staff. DragonCon has hosted the 1990 Origins Game Fair and the 1995 North American Science Fiction Convention, parentheses, NASFIC, as we all know. <laughs> old Good old NASFIC. NASFIC. Uh, so first I want to ask if you because I think this came up when I talked to you guys on your show about Dragon Con. Could any of us remember when it actually started? I can't. I mean, I wouldn't have pegged 1987. I actually, uh, I had a friend in the late eighties, a neighbor of Keith's who had an older brother that was a volunteer for Atlanta fantasy fair. And right. I went, what I remembered. I went to fantasy fair with him and I want to say uh, it's so long ago. I don't know if it was AFF or if I attended the first Dragon Con, but I I went. I remember going and seeing Dragon Con banners. I don't know what year it was, but it was one of the first years. See, and that's I'm I'm in a similar boat where I really am not sure what I attended when and what was first. I think Atlanta Fantasy Fair, like I think Dragon Con existed. 
and Atlanta Fantasy Fair just ended up getting folded into it. Right. I think, they I, were think it both... got, I think it got absorbed. I I, I can vaguely remember uh, a conversation about it. I remember the name Dragon Con being mentioned in the company I we were with. So I remember it from the back of because uh, I I was a I wasn't really into role playing games, but I loved having like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles role-playing game. Like I would buy the source books and stuff Yeah. or like the Star Wars role-playing. Like I liked having the source books. I painted the little miniatures for a long time. Star uh, Frontiers. Yeah, yeah. I was like into the the culture of it without really wanting to do it. Uh, but there we had shops here in Atlanta, Sword of the Phoenix. Yep. And there was one at Perimeter and one at Linux, I think. And then wasn't there, there was one other store that was specific for gaming. And I can't remember what it was now, but you would get Dragon Magazine. And there was another magazine, same kind of thing, just about Dungeons and Dragons stuff. But I remember seeing an ad for Dragon Con in the back of either dragon magazine or whatever its competitor was, which I can't remember. And then listeners tweet us at needless things podcast. If you do remember, cause I don't. It's yeah, I wonder what that, that advertisement looks like. That'd be kind of cool to see. I remember seeing posters for it at, uh, at a bookstore, uh, Gwen's paperbacks. Oh, yeah, uh, Gwen. Snellville that uh, they are. That's, I think that's the first time I ever saw really an advertisement for a con, even before, you know, AFF was around. Um, I think Dragon Con was the first one I ever saw an advertisement for. Now that I'm thinking about it, I believe that ad was how I ended up going to the first Dragon Con I went to. And I can almost, gosh, I'm looking at a flyer now <laughs> for 1989. Guest of Honor, Ann McCaffrey, Wes Craven, Michael Whelan. <sighs> Andrew Greenberg, Lynn Abbey, Robert Asprin, Larry Elmore, Richard Garriott, Margaret Weiss, Tracy Hickman, which would have been huge draws for me. Right. Dra- Dragonlance was my jam. Uh, and Gary Gygax. He he was there a lot. I remember seeing that he he was because I always that I would see that name. I I may not because because I wasn't into Dungeons and Dragons. It always seemed like a lot of math, and that was. I wasn't into that, uh, but I, I knew his name. I, like I didn't maybe didn't know he was associated with Dungeons and Dragons, but I, I remember seeing that name a lot. They uh, the older Dragon Cons had a lot of pull. Um, there's always there we go ninety five uh, Mortal Kombat and Highlight Christopher Lambert. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. <laughs> that's uh, that's ninety six was the the oldest one I could find offhand. Uh, Kevin Murphy and Tom Servo. Um, Anthony Daniels hosts the costume contest. He did that for a long time. He did that, he? yeah. That, that I guess these are pictures. The '95 photo gallery was. In wow. The back. I should scan this. This is you uh, really should. That needs to be. Is, you need to put that online for posterity. I think, or start uh, a Patreon and make people pay to see. Make them all pay for. Uh, here <laughs> you can find your 1996 advance registration form. Uh, you had to cut out. And where is it? Hold on, because uh. The, uh, you can get your eternal membership. Take a guess. 96. Eternal membership eternal in, 96. Mem- in 96. I'm going to guess 500. 500, Keith? I'm, I was going to say 500, but I'm going to go up. I'm going to go 501. 
Saints goddamn prices, right? Uh, <laughs> Eternal memberships at three hundred and fifty dollars. Ah, hold on. Oh, three hundred dollars if you're already a member from ninety five. Wow. <laughs> and I think and that blew our minds. Yeah, I was like three hundred dollars. It was twenty dollars in nineteen ninety six for a four day pass. Wow. $20. I, I, I am going to scan this. Uh, if you think about it, though, it's still, <laughs> and I, I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't paid to go in a long time, yeah. but uh, <laughs> like it's still for everything that's offered. It's still very reasonable. I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, membership. Yeah. Now the eternal let's, let's, let's look this up real quick. Cause now I'm curious. That's, that's Guar. Wow. Okay, so that's that was a year. Well, yeah, that's definitely a year I was there because it was Olympics yeah. year and I was working at the Masquerade. But I think we talked about that. Yeah. So uh, everybody, everybody uh, be sure to check out Clown is Down for, for basically the other half of this conversation <laughs> yeah. that you might not have heard yet. I think about 15 years ago, it was a, it was a eternal membership was 2000. Yeah, it, it jumped up. Man. Yeah, what? so I'm really? curious what it is now. Did you say 15 years ago it was 2000? I think so. I think it was like 10. Uh, I think I think about maybe 15 it might have been 1000. Oh man, look at this. Let's see. Grab your membership. Timothy Leary? Holy shit. That's wild. Yeah. Eternal membership if you buy it right now. Well, let's let's we'll we'll uh Keith, what's your guess? Uh 3000. Pete 3500. Pete nailed it. Wow. I, I look every year. I, I'm not, oh. I, look every, I look every year. And, and when I'm on my deathbed, I'll be like, uh, maybe this will be the year that I finally buy it. It would have been paid for. It would have been paid for in spades if I had bought it. Uh, yeah, I know. I, well, and that's the, like even back because I feel like 2009, 2007, 2000, 2007 is probably the year. Like I've been going every year since 2007 for sure. Yeah. I know I went in 2005, 2006 is a maybe, but I'd say it would have been 2010 before I would have thought, you know, I'm probably going to do this every year. Like before I realized it was an annual thing for me. And I think by 2010, I don't, I don't think it had hit a thousand yet in 2010. I, I really don't because a, a thousand to me is a threshold. And on, I feel like, oh, here we go. It's research yeah. time. For, but a thousand for me is a threshold. And I feel like the first time I looked at the eternal membership, it wasn't the preposterous thousand dollar threshold. Like yeah. I want to say it might have been seven, seven fifty back then. I feel like it's hit the thousand in the last less than a decade. 2010. Uh, let's see. Pete has uh, a pamphlet, pocket guide. Oh, look at that! This is uh, no, this is a progress report. Uh, pocket guide. I think pocket. I got the pocket guide here. Let's see here. Oh, you know what? I might have that downloaded. Back when I used to run a website. Yeah, I, I don't know why I have this. This is a fire hazard my house. Um, it's hard to get rid of that stuff, though, because it it's really so, is. every year the art is unique. And, and like for what we're doing right now, it's it's nice to be able to sort of hop back and take a look at that. 2013 is the oldest one I've got. 
And I don't know what registration form inside that cover. Here we go. Here we go. DragonCon membership. 2010 registration form does not give an option. Yeah, I wouldn't think Eternal would necessarily be on there. Like, I feel like that's something you have to take an extra step. Four-day pass in 2010. Take a guess. Ooh. 2010? Oh, a four-day pass? Uh, four-day pass. I would say $60. I'm going to say 85 90 prepaid, 100 at the door. Oh. Yeah. Man. Good times. Oh, Good this times. is fun. I'm just scrolling through the 2013 one. Uh, this is actually the pocket guide and not the progress report. Just all the maps and everything. So much fun sitting down and planning that shit out. I want to, here's my goal. And I'm never going to obtain it because they've, they've sucked me in too deep. Hmm. My goal is to eventually not do things at Dragon Con anymore and just go and, and wander around and have fun like I used to. Not going to lie. That's my absolute favorite thing to do at Dragon Con. <laughs> it, it, I, it absolutely is. I, I love I think I've gotten I'm 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 out of what I used to go to Dragon Con for. You know, I used to I used to be into the comics and trades and and paperbacks and things like that. Um, I love people watching now. I really do. Yeah. And I love I love taking it all in and just being a part of it. And and the drinking's nice too. But you know, I, I have kids <laughs> now. You know, I, I bring the kids on on Sundays. Uh, that's usually our 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 dad and daughter days. And. Uh, and I just, I love taking it all in. I love the looks on their faces, uh, you know, not to sound all sappy and sentimental, but, you know, them seeing how I used to see it, you know, but they get this up close with, with all these costumes and it's all in their face. You know, when I used, I would go and I'd be like, Ooh, comics and, and toys and things like that. They get to see their, all these characters come to life and are walking around. They can interact with them. Uh, that's, that's honestly my favorite thing. I love that. I love seeing, spending the time with my friends, uh, you know, it's, it's like, like we said on our pa- podcast, uh, it's, it's the one time of year. I know I'm really going to see all my friends together. And that, that makes me happy is, is, you know, yeah, we, we, I mean, not the last year and it's going to be a little while before things get right, but this is like the one time of year that we've all gone our separate ways in life that we all get to be together even just for a couple of minutes at a time, you know, even if we all just meet up to have dinner or talk or, you know, we, we pass each other in the hotels and we're like, Hey, where are you going? What did you do here? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's just, I don't know. I like it. That's, that's my favorite thing about going to dragon con. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Cause like, I love, uh, I love the people watch and I've always, I mean, the entire time I've been going, that's just been my favorite. It's just a, uh, just a roam around and look, I love going to the food court and watching everybody in their costumes, try to eat. <laughs> and like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it, to me, it's hilarious. Like, you know, when you have, you know, you have like so many different people and like just all these different, uh, just costumes all from all every genre, every movie. And it, it it's kind of like being in the cantina at Star Wars, you know, <laughs> it and is, like, you know, it's it very just, much is. And you're just walking around and I love it. Cause it just, it's just so, it, it feels, it, it feels relaxing to me a little bit because it's just like yeah. everybody's just like all dressed up and they're just doing just normal things and eating and it's just i go man this is this is awesome i mean it's hard to find a chair at that point but like uh it's it's great just to walk walk around just see everybody standing in line ordering pizza like thor or hulk and a you know some just stormtroopers just everybody just buying whatever and just trying to eat it well and that's 
it's very much like you know a trip to disney world or something where you're immersed and it's one of the few times where you can really leave everything else outside of that because you've got all of you know 24 hours a day there are things to do that are things you're interested in like at no point at dragon con unless you're like making bad decisions do you end up doing something you don't want to be doing uh and every all the people in costumes and everything it it really is a different world for four days and that's that's one of the things i love Mm -hmm. uh so you guys to get a little bit of backstory here you guys have basically known each other since you were fetuses Uh, (laughs) and (laughs) your dragon con history though does that completely link up or did you guys sort of discover it at different times do you remember i i think i started going with when we were all playing kickball together is when i first started going so that was like 2001 2002 so pete's already had already been going for years before that and i don't think i even knew about it and we when we first started going um i think the first time i went we just went on a saturday night and we didn't even have a pass and we were able to go into the hotels and just hang out yeah. And then the following year, we uh, we bought a, uh, for the following next couple of years, we bought day passes uh, just for Saturday. And then after the second year, I was like, dude, this is dumb. Let's let's just go ahead and get the full. Just go ahead, yeah. Just buy the full four, uh, four day pass. It was it, it, you didn't have to wait in line that long. It was it was just way cooler just to go ahead and get the four day pass. And that's just how it just. The ball got rolling for me. But I remember the first time we started going, what I really liked about it um, was it was just mostly stormtroopers. You know <laughs> what was, I mean? Like it, there was there was a lot of when I guess was, uh, that was right when the prequels were in full swing. Honestly, yeah, when yeah, yeah. when when all you guys, you and Jay and Chweck and everybody started really going, well, maybe not Chweck, but uh, really started going. Uh, I think the five hundred first was really uh, getting that toehold in the cosplay community. And and everything was stormtroopers. Everything. There might have been a couple of red shirts and maybe some Klingons uh, and a few others, but it was it was wall to wall stormtroopers. Well, see, that's what that's what hooked me because like I remember sitting there at a bar and I, I forget which hotel it was. It was whatever the which uh, we were talking about this uh, on our uh, podcast. Um, it was the hotel with the pool right outside the door. Uh, I can't think of which one it is. The Hyatt, maybe. Yeah, but well, I mean, just... if you remember, it used to. Okay, I think it was just the Hyatt for a long time, and then it was the Hyatt and the Marriott, and then sometime since I've been going regularly, the Hilton got added. The Hilton uh, got added, and Sheraton, Sheraton got added, and then the Sheraton, and then the Weston. The, Sh- right. the Sheraton, or actually, you know what? The Hilton might have already been part of it. Let's see if we find. I, out. I don't think I was. The Sheraton wasn't really putting on any. They just became a host hotel in the terms of like discounts for rooms. And they didn't really glom on to the actual having events until like last. Okay. So in 1998, that was the first year. Cause from 87 to 98 or 97, it was at a bunch of different places. And then in 98, it was at the Hyatt and the America's Mart. Uh, really? 99. Hmm. So wait a minute. That means 96. 
Whoa. Okay. This is crazy. So 96, 96 was at Hilton Weston. Yeah. And the Atlantic, and the Atlantic Civic, Civic Center. Center, which is, I didn't, I didn't make it over to the Civic Center. Why? Yeah. No, no, not at all. I, 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 or maybe I did. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So I remember it being in a, in a much different place, but I, I was young and we were dumb and yeah, I didn't, we didn't think about the hotels back then. That, yeah, that never, I, never occurred to us. Well, I didn't know. Cause I, I knew a, a very working at the masquerade. I knew a very specific path around town. I knew how right. to get to uh, some of the liquor stores. I knew how to get to uh, Avenue diners and I knew how to get to the shoe shop where Lemmy had his boots fixed and that's like it that's really all you need and i went <laughs> to dragon con from the masquerade with somebody else like i rode there with somebody so i really honestly i couldn't i couldn't tell you where it was but for the purposes of what we're talking about 98 it started in the hyatt and the america's mart uh they added the marriott in 2001 they added the hilton in 2005 so actually that would have been my first year back i know th- 2004 was my first year back so my second year back they added the hilton they added the sheraton in 2008 and they added the weston in two, two, 2011 the wow. weston has been that's part of crazy it for 10 years now oh we're so old i would <laughs> not have thought i would have thought a few years ago so yeah that's the history now uh they added they re-added i guess america's mart Okay, here's another fun trivia game for you guys. <laughs> what year did they put the everything back in the Americas Mart? 2008? Wait, wait, wait. 2008 or 9 maybe? Like they stopped doing it all in the basement. Remember every the dealer room used everything to be in the basement was in the basement, Marriott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what year did they stop doing that oh. and go back to Americas Mart? Um, that was like 3 years ago. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't think it was three years ago. I think it was longer than that. Because uh, I well, two thousand nine, eight, nine. I'm gonna say two thousand eight or nine. Is three years ago your final answer? Four years ago. Four years ago. <laughs> two thousand thirteen. Oh. Oh, they oh, yeah. they started getting that's the difference. Insane. I that's never would have guessed eight God. years ago. Holy cow. It's amazing how long we've been going to this. Yeah. How long it's been around and how much everything blends together. It It just really, there, there's a lot of years that are, that are blurs that not, not necessarily because, you know, we were drinking. It's, it's so much, so much, it's so much to take in. It's so much. And I still, I will always in my mind associate dragon con with that first hotel. Uh, I will always associate it with. Yeah. The, from the from the lobby to the to the down the down the stairs to the lower lobby to the pool area in my mind if if somebody says dragon con to me that is the very first thing that will come to my mind is that hotel well and you know now if it's a night where we're just hanging out drinking people watching it's the marriott yeah the lobby there but it, it used to be that hyatt lobby it before really they really did it. Yeah, the stormtrooper parade. They would always do a stormtrooper uh, parade yeah. through the through the lobbies and all that. It was, uh, you know, and that's that's just what we had. We had that one hotel, and and that's where we hung out and and did all the stuff. You know, it was great. <laughs> that, that's the that's the one thing I like about the uh, when it was uh, there was a lot of stormtroopers there was like um, 
when sit when you're just sitting there and they're all just walk around, they're the only ones dressed up, like in the early days of it for me. Yeah. And they're the only ones dressed up. And you felt like it was like an occupation because they were like bit. in character and they're walking around just looking. They're, you know, talking. They, to they were really things. the first ones to do the whole. Yeah. The whole was, bit. The whole and, bit. And, and they, they were the they only were, ones dressed up. They were. Around. And they were. Everybody was super proud of their costumes. And this mm-hmm. was before uh, 501st had all of their regulations. And yeah. anybody could be a stormtrooper. It, it was and before I, 3D printing. Right, right. This and, is all uh, like what vacuum stuff. It's all oh, all yeah. vacuum stuff, and uh, or you or you had to buy the gear and file it down yeah, and fit yeah. it. But all these guys would talk and and compare notes, and you know you'd see the insides of their helmets. And everybody was really cool, and I I, I don't ever want to bash the five hundred first. I know they're an awesome group. They they're amazing cosplayers. Uh, a little snobby, <laughs> a little snobby. Well, it, I mean it's. To me, those those cosplay groups, because Pete, you were with me the year that yeah. uh, I went and visited the Mandalorian people. I'll bet uh, they're peeing in their pants now. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, that, now that everyone's a Mandalorian. No, no, they're peeing in their pants now because they've built the technology to where they can just pee in their pants and not have to go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. anymore. Um, it, it's kind of like having an HOA. Yeah. Like, I don't want that in my life, but I totally understand it for people who do. I, I um, understand the purist, the screen, I, screen I, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. It's not, it's not for me. To me, that sucks a lot of the fun out of it. But for other people, they want that rigidity. They want those guidelines and, and they want uh, to have that set of rules that allows them to feel elite and like they are part of this group with this mandate. So, I mean, I, I, it, neither one's good or bad. It's all just personal taste and look, it's all fun. It's because of the rules the 501st had, they've been part of official Star Wars events. They've been part of Weird Al Yankovic concerts. Yep. They've been, you know, all kinds of things uh, that they've been able to partake in. Whereas if it had been more wild and less structured, uh, they might not have had those opportunities. Nope. So it's a give and take. Did, didn't uh, the did the animated Clone Wars, didn't, didn't they have a 501st? After... Uh, um... Oh no, that's oh. It. I mean 501st yeah. is canon. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's it was, a, that's it was a real incorporated. Thing. Yeah, it's it's Vader's fist. Um <laughs> which uh, <laughs> I'll never not yeah. laugh. Uh um, yeah, their their flag was at Maz's castle and yeah, and, and yeah, they were they were in the, the Clone Wars cartoon. I've got I've got said Clone Wars and I I the first thing I thought of was the, the original Clone Wars. That's cartoon. what I, I thought of. No too, idea why I thought of that. One. Yeah, that well, I still when somebody just says Clone Wars without context. Yeah. That's what I go to. No, I've got a whole shelf of 501st figures back here. Rex and yeah. Yeah, yeah, the blue. They've got the blue, which which is something that's Lucasfilm 501st and not cosplay 501st, but but whatever. (laughs) Um so yeah, and then the blue stripe has to be precisely 12 centimeters wide and cannot yeah. extend beyond the, no i'm just kidding i don't i have no idea <laughs> I, i'm sure uh, there's i'm sure there's a list oh, I mean, yeah, and again 100%. they look fantastic they yeah. really do they yeah, really i do. mean they have that those guidelines accomplish something it's not like they're just you know no reason. willy-nilly yeah right uh so talking about we, we've mentioned the programming a couple of times uh, i said there is something available to be done 24 7 from Thursday afternoon to Monday night. Uh, programming wise, you know, we all love people watching. We love hanging out, uh, having adult beverages, uh, whatever. 
but when you go down there and and I'm a lot different about it now than I used to be, but programming wise, like, do you go to panels or are there specific panels that you remember enjoying or are you just down there to wander around? A little of both. I don't think I ever, you know, I, I got the, you know, I got the pocket guide and I would, everybody would start scribbling their, you know, oh, I got to do this. They'd bust out highlighters. I'm going yeah, here yeah. and I got to go to here. And I understand that. I get that. I just never wanted I never wanted to do that. I, I just, uh, you know, hippy dippy free floating around. I was like, if, if something piques my interest, uh, I'm going to walk in the room and sit down for a little while and, and see what's going on. And I really, I, that's just kind of how I float. I never really, I decided a long time ago, I didn't have anywhere to be a dragon con, but dragon con. Yeah. And, and I didn't, you know, and I missed out on some cool stuff. Don't get me wrong. I missed out on a lot of cool stuff because I didn't, want to have to be anywhere at a certain time. Um, but I also found a lot of cool stuff and, you know, met and had crazy conversations with people, uh, you know, conversations you can only have a dragon con. And so my, I, I never had to be at a panel or had to be anywhere at a certain time. Pizza real, uh, Bob Dylan, Bradley yeah, Noel, <laughs> yeah, sublime kind of guy, just kick back and let the world take you where it will. I'm not waiting in no lines, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's kind of similar to the thing we we're talking about with the costume groups where like some people want a schedule. Some people right. want a rigid, like we need to do this. Then we've got to hit all of these things. And some people just want to hang. Yeah. I've, I've seen some Are of those you... pocket guides filled out and color coded and yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. And I'm that's, impressed. And if that's how you want to do it, then, then that's awesome. And I'll, I'll tell you, I used to sit down and do that now. I did it with the understanding that I was going to do about 25% of the things <laughs> that I had written down or listed or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it was, to me, it was just fun to sit down with the program and be aware of, of what, you know, this is pre app. Now we have yeah. the app where you go in and you load in everything you want to do. And the alarm goes off and you say, well, don't have fucking time for that and put it away. And Wait, you know, you're getting service. You're yeah dude the last couple of years service has been pretty good or at least i haven't had any mm. I, mine's been a little really mine's been flighty yeah just because like the, mine's I, always there's terrible. A, few, a few times oh, i've wow. had to go outside who have you got, who have you got? at&t well i was at verizon i moved to at&t so see i've had verizon since i've had a cell phone um and verizon is the only one that works down there oh, yes. okay i well, swear I, it's the only one that works i, my, I my was AT gonna say since I would say for at least the last five years, probably I, I really have not had any issues other than just battery suck. Yeah. Keith, how, how do you enjoy your dragon con? Do you sit down and make yourself a schedule or <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm terrible with schedules. I just, I do the same. I just float around and I liked, I do like, we were, we were talking about this um, on our podcast with a sweat for a minute. And um, I, I totally agree with like, um, I love just, going down into the bellows, you know what I mean? Just going down and just walk around and see random rooms. And if you see something that catches your eye, you know, like just something written on, like, uh, like that's how we discover like filking, you know, right. that, that like, you know, just crazy stuff like that. You know, you, you know, for like, the listeners, wow. for the listeners who might not know, could you explain filking to us? I hate that word. Uh, I know. I, I know. Well, that's what, that's what drew us in. Like, I remember we were, we were walking down and uh, we just saw one of those dry erase boards and it just said 
Filking. Filking. F-I-L-K-E-N. It, it, it sounds like it's going to involve fingers and orifices. <laughs> it really does. And it was like, and I remember like, like, you know, we're just walking around. It's just, everything's just noisy as can be in the hallway. And we're like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know. So you go in and you go in and as soon as you walk in the room, it was dead silent. Everyone turns and looks at you. <laughs> and like, we just sat down really fast and it's, um, how do you, how do you put it? Oh, what's the, what's the word I look for? It's, it's kind of like medieval singing of tales of like bard singing, singing of like John Luke Picard or, or just any kind of like. <laughs> are there are there lutes? No, there. Oh, well, I remember. Did you the, toss a coin? It's, well, acape- remember, it's acapella. <laughs> yeah, it's acapella. I remember this girl like she was there and she stopped and like we interrupted, and because we just barged in and we were like you know laughing and then we just froze and we we're like sit down now. So we just sat down really quick and then she pulled up her phone and just went back to like, you know, singing about Jean-Luc Picard, like just traveling through the galaxy and, <laughs> and we were like, we're like, holy cow, what is going on? And I think I made it through like maybe one or two songs before I was like, all right, I'm done. And like, uh, and I left. You want to sit through the whole set? I know, <laughs> but I love that. I, I mean, but I love that kind of stuff. I like, I like walking in and just seeing, just and just sit down. Like, okay, or there's two brothers up there arguing over, you know, Boa Fett. Just like just random, random things like that. But other than those, the ones I would actually seek out is I did like trying to find like the special effects stuff. I like going into rooms where like people would explain, you know, like uh, on this TV show we did it this way, or uh, this is how we got the effect of this ghost and. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just found that really interesting that, and, uh, the puppetry stuff. Yeah. Well, and I think that is part of the magic is you're happy that the, even if you're not interested in it, you're happy that this stuff is going on. Like you may see something that's completely bizarre and, and has no interest to you whatsoever, but you know what? I'm glad the, it's there. the 150 <laughs> people in that room are stoked right now. And yeah. that just that energy Mm-hmm. is is fulfilling and you're like this is, it great. is it's good. good for those people and that's like the whole weekend that's the feeling good for those people yeah. good for everybody it's an awesome positive it's a great positive weekend it really is you don't see hey you know late on saturday nights you'll see the occasional crier but for the most part <laughs> uh it's a it's a it's just it's a big happy party that runs mm-hmm. four days and it's it's people forget man that nerd culture wasn't always what it is today you know it when when we started going to to stuff like this it wasn't cool to collect comics it wasn't cool to like doctor who honestly it wasn't cool to watch star wars and if if you saw somebody wearing in in uh, 2002 if you saw somebody wearing a boba fett shirt it was very unusual yeah yeah, and that's Unless that's when the prequels. That's when the prequels were. They were coming out at that point. Right. They were out in two thousand two. Right. But if you still you if you saw a Star Wars shirt, you were like, "Hey, buddy, I'm a I'm one of those guys too." Or, cool. or even like Batman or, or things that were huge now. Now, if you, if you saw somebody wearing an Iron Man shirt back then, they'd be a real freak. Oh yeah, that's that's a big nerd right there. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas now that stuff's everywhere, and I don't think it's I don't think it's quite as. Uh, you know, society in general is certainly more aware of it than they've ever been, but I don't think it's quite as uh, accepted 
as a lot of people like to claim that it is because sure you know ted jocko that really loves uga like yeah he'll he'll go see that guardians of galaxy movie with the talking raccoon but he doesn't devote any other time in his life to thinking about it and when he he can't give you peter quill's backstory you know (laughs) right and and if he met somebody his own age that that did he would think that was pretty bizarre yeah and he wouldn't he wouldn't want to talk about it like if he was at a bar and you know he said yeah i saw guardians of the galaxy and then oh yeah what'd you what'd you think of the portrait of gamora you know the guy'd be like i don't know man she was green (laughs) right that's that's as far as it would go you know or oh wow thanos you know nothing wrong with that (laughs) no but it's just we're we're not we're not at a point where people are sitting down uh you know with average joe public dissecting the meaning of nolan's batman trilogy which by the way the meaning of nolan's batman trilogy is that batman is boring and dumb i know i hate i don't hate nolan's batman i don't hate it either it's just not a good batman trilogy it's not it's not a good batman it should be it should have been uh uh the guy from kick-ass it would have been a much better movie. With it should him. have just been you rich white guy becomes a ninja. Yeah. Like that yeah, would have been that awesome. Would have been great. That would have been great. But, but Batman, like, so you're, Keaton, you're telling me. Keaton's the, Keaton's the best Batman. Keaton's you're telling me the best Batman. after the second movie, because Batman's girlfriend was killed by crime, Batman gave up fighting crime. Killed by crime. What? what? So the the eternal oath he made on his parents' grave to never stop fighting injustice and crime ended because his girlfriend was killed by crime. It, they're just not that's good. not Batman. They, yeah, that's... I would not hesitate to hit play on any movie that said rich white guy becomes a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. <laughs> okay. I saw All that right. title pop cool. up. I'm, I'm watching this tonight. That's literally just the yeah. name of the movie. And these are the kind of conversations that you walk by people at Dragon Con yeah. having. Constantly. Like, like, like in the rooms that are changing over, there's six guys in there with raised voices <laughs> yes. discussing yeah, yeah. The be- who was the best film Batman. Yeah. And, and it's great. They're not mad at each other. No, and, they're and excited. They, they're excited. Those voices just keep getting louder. And they would not bat an eye if you stepped in and talked to him about it. Well, you got to read the room. You've got you've to be able to tell how well the people talking know each other. If you can, and, and you can, you can generally figure that out pretty quickly. If, if it's people who are like total bros known each other forever and you can get a sense for that, stay away. But if it, if it seems like it's people who have just started this conversation, then you're okay to dive in. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Fully agree. But I love it. That's, and that's the kind of thing, you know, the, and the, the, inevitably every single year you'll get the the you'll find star trek for star wars there yeah. there will be that argument somewhere which is on the so grounds. crazy to me because why not both yeah why not why i not? i enjoy both in completely different ways matter of fact i just earlier today this is wild so this is my part of my uh the last however many years part of my magic of dragon con is being part of the programming and like doing panels and stuff and I've gotten to meet some really awesome people doing that. And earlier today, I watched Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home with the commentary by Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner. Hmm. Just 
two old guys having a blast looking at this movie they made. And at one point, you you guys remember the punk on the bus from yep. that movie? That song was made up for that movie. Kirk Thatcher is that punk, and he wrote and performed that song. And I got to do several panels with Kirk Thatcher for the puppetry track. Uh, he's been on the show for the listeners. Go back and listen to whatever number episode that was with Kirk Thatcher. But because of Dragon Con, I've gotten to know people like that. And Leonard Nimoy, in this, awesome. Leonard nice. Nimoy in this commentary during that scene is like, oh, this is Kirk Thatcher. Uh, we hired him on to be a production assistant, but he ended up being an invaluable part of And basically, like, Leonard Nimoy on this commentary is telling me what Kirk told me during the interview. You're you're one step away from on Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Right, right. Like <laughs> wasn't it was wasn't really he in wild. Spider-Man as well? Wasn't he the do a backflip guy? Um I don't know. I, I read that. So he was the guy that tells Spider-Man to do a backflip. I yeah, I think that's right. And I huh. think he's in the same costume as the punk. that he's in in star trek four if i'm remembering that right huh. but here's what's going to have to happen listeners you're going to go have to listen to the kirk that we've actually got two episodes one uh we recorded online and one we did live at dragon con so go back and listen to those and, and tell me if that's correct i believe it is <laughs> uh but yeah stuff like that like and that's why now like i i, I just love putting stuff on at dragon con i love doing panels i love doing the game show that's become because being part of that that's making people happy is such a cool thing like i i just there's something about not just getting up there and and talking about stuff and going out into the audience and you know getting there you know, thoughts or doing the game show, bringing people up on stage, but it's also about bringing people together to do those things. Cause people, I've got people working on the game show that have never done anything like that before, but I know them and I know that they're good with one specific thing. And I'm like, Hey, we're doing a game show. Why don't you come help us with this game show? And so now we've got this core group of people that has changed over the years, uh, that come together to put a game show on. And I bet if you'd asked any of them a few years ago, Hey, are you going to be doing a game show in front of 500 people at dragon con <laughs> in a couple of years? They'd have been no like, way. that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> but, but here it is. We do it every year. Well, except last year, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's, so when you guys look back, uh, because I know I got the the bug got me in 2012. That was the first time I was on a panel, and it was very random. Uh, but when you guys look back at the panels you've seen, uh, one, are there any that jump out that you knew beforehand, like, I really want to get to this panel, and you ended up making it? Or are there any that stick out to you as like, oh, I saw this, or not even necessarily a panel, any of the programming? Like, what's your, obviously, we all go to the, the musical shows concerts whatever are there are there any things that jump out at you programming wise well uh there's always dcw uh you know oh, yeah. wrestling uh, i think it's got a special place in all of our hearts yeah um i can remember before it was what it was it was on saturday afternoons and it was midget wrestling uh, they did a lot of that little person um, wrestling. Sorry, sorry, little person. Little person. is one of you hissing? It's my 
fucking yeah uh, sorry about that it's is the, that your pet snake it's no it's a water pipe it's uh, <laughs> you know, I asked both of my children to be ready for bed hours ago parcel tongue uh, he's just yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, wrestling uh, DCW, uh, in its, in its current form, uh, I think has a special place in our hearts. Uh, it's, it's gotten huge. And I remember going even before you were doing the announcement, almost, almost too huge. Yeah. It's, it's gotten a little, it's gotten a little large for my taste, but, uh, uh, I love it. Cause I love live wrestling. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, there's nothing like it. I'm not a wrestling super fan. You know, I've never been to WrestleMania or anything, but I, I love live wrestling you've been and to nitro though i have i was front row at nitro damn it hell yeah uh, greatest night in the history of our sport um and, and i i love i love dragon i love losing my voice on a thursday night and and being front row and and the the performer the wrestlers getting into it with us and it, it's just a blast i loved it i've you know of dragon cons four days long that thursday night for many years was was definitely top of my list that was fun because that was like the kickoff. You know what I mean? Like you get down it there, you're like, it, it used to a, be. It used to be Friday. Yeah, it was. It was for a while. It was Friday. Yes, they moved it to Thursday. What five or six years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked it better on Thursday. I really, I really did. Yeah, like Thursday is better, hundred percent. But it it did get a little large, um, a little too large for my taste. But uh, I, I, I think you know if I could get in there and and watch it again, I definitely would. I don't know how they're going to do it this year, but. Uh, I love it. I love the DCW. I love DCW. I, I probably, I have more DCW shirts than, than any other band. I, I, I have all these purple shirts. We had a run, and, uh, didn't we? Yeah, we did. My, my oldest daughter wears them to bed now. What about you, Keith? Um, I didn't make it to a lot of panels. There'd be a lot of times I'd go sit in line and the line would just be so long. Yeah. And I would just be like, I can't, I just, I just, I just want to go. I just want to, I just want to walk around, you know, I just, I can't, I can't handle it. Um, there's been a few panels. I don't want to, I don't want to mention who they are, but there have been a few panels I've gone to that like of um, big name uh, celebrities that when I, I waited so long and I got in there and, and like, there was a couple that were just, they're kind of pricks. And <laughs> like, like, uh, like, don't say uh, who they are, but what were they uh, in? Oh, uh, what well, character did they play? <laughs> I'll, call, I, I'll call one out right now we oh, went ahead. to uh quantum leap panel mm-hmm. oh with, don't say it don't say it scott bacula and uh what's his name who's his buddy dean dean uh dean, dean something no, not richard dean, dean anderson not jeffrey dean no. morgan dean not dean not something. alan dean foster how many deans are there with three iggy. uh he had iggy uh i think we all know who we're talking about yeah yeah okay so um it was the two of them, and they, they, I think they were very tired, but they didn't know anything. They, mm. they like didn't seem to, to recall. To be fair, that's <laughs> to be fair. Quantum Leap was what 25 years right. ago, right? And it was, it was, you gotta wonder, long. you gotta wonder, like, why did they even agree to do the panel? They got paid. They, they seem get... to have just no recollection of anything. I every every uh, because you know, it because it built the hype. Because when uh, I actually got a Facebook memory uh, just a few days ago when Scott Bakula was announced 
at Dragon Con, it popped up, and even I got excited because I I used to love Quantum Leap. Oh yeah, I love uh, Quantum and Leap. I was like, but I, I still like Scott Bakula. Like, yeah, I still like Scott Bakula. He was what was he was on something recently? Was Star Trek? He was Star Trek Enterprise. No, 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 no. He was on like It's Always Sunny or something recently. Really? Now it might not have been It's Always Sunny. It might have been something else. He played himself. Huh. And it was fucking hilarious. Whatever it was. Oh gosh, now I got to look this up because this is going to bother me. There, there was one. Oh, I remember we went to this one panel that was um, it was uh, that TV show that came on. It was a remake, um, Being Human. Oh yeah, with the werewolf, the ghost, yes. and the vampire. Okay, and Sam Witwer. Um, that guy's uh, great. Yeah, and they were awesome. I yeah. actually that was like that was one of the panels we went to. I was like, oh, I, I sat there the entire time, like just laughing. They were so good together up on stage. Just they, they were just. They, and they, I've seen a, I've seen more yeah. like that than I mm-hmm. have not great. Like there was a Smallville panel that was incredible. Any Buffy or Angel panels I've yeah, been those to, those are always big. Those guys are great. Um, what's his name? Spike James Marsters. It, like if he's on a panel, it's probably going to be good. Uh, John Barrymore is uh, yeah. always good. Yeah, it's always um, sunny. It was uh, 2017. Huh. The gang turns black. <laughs> oh wow that episode oh, oh boy was, was on that episode as himself oh boy so there you go um so mu- music wise dragon con tends to be like 80 percent folky steampunky stuff 10 percent goth stuff and then if you're lucky 10 percent I was going to say cool stuff, but that's not very nice to the yeah. other things that I just yeah. said. So 10% things that are more up my alley. Well, we had a good run music wise and then Guar messed it up for everybody. Well, but I think we've gotten back because we have, this, this I think it's coming back. It's coming we got, back. Well, look at this. In the last few years, we've had Calibris. We've had Cybertronic Spree. We've had um, the mummies. Here come the mummies. Uh, yeah. Here come the mummies. Uh Shooter Jennings, which was that's right. Shooter Jennings did do it. Yeah. highlight. Uh, did you guys see him? I think uh, I think we watched just for a little bit. Holy uh, shit, that was great! And I had no, I didn't know anything about him other than he was Wayland's son. Yeah, so I didn't know what to expect. But I was like, well, it's Shooter Jennings. I I need to go look at what he's going to be doing. Right. And I remember walking into that room, and there's purple light, like. <laughs> A dozen purple lights going to the middle of the stage. He's in this white suit with long hair and sunglasses in front of a keyboard. And I was like, whoa, I, huh. this is not what it, because I thought it was going to be country music. I was baffled. And he's in front of this like synthesizer and he like, like hits these crazy <laughs> synthesizer notes and they start playing this wild like 80s, uh, synth music like for the whole night and it turns out that he's at the time was promoting this album called Kuntash uh, which was basically a tribute to like 80s style synth music there's a cover of Never Ending Story on there that's incredible (laughs) Uh, and then that's basically what he was performing there and it was amazing and uh, there's also things that I've gone into like that where I just had no idea what I was getting ready to see that ended up being great. Uh, actually, they'll be there. Uh, there's a band called Mayhaley's Grave uh, that's been there a few years. They'll be there again this year. And they're 
it's it's hard to qualify what they do. I, I say it sounds like music from the haunted mansion. Hmm. Hmm. I'm on board. Uh, they they've got a really unique style. And they're a lot of lot high energy, lots of fun on stage. Um, fake kiss was pretty good. I was I was impressed. The kiss. fake kiss are they called it. fake kiss? I think that they are. Uh, it was just a kiss cover band, and they packed out one of the ballrooms. I mean, it was. Well, it was who packed. Wouldn't, who wouldn't yeah. go see a Kiss cover band? Because nobody they, can afford to go see Kiss now. Yeah, they they had all of the gear and they were playing. I was like, "Well, dude, you Kiss remember, is pretty good." You remember back at the Masquerade in the late nineties? Well, shit, mid to late nineties, there was a Kiss cover band, not Destroyer. I can't remember what they were called, but they were great. Like had the huh. the. Uh, Ace Frehley, the guitar, the steam would come out of it and everything. Like they had the full costume. Was it, was it Shane's band? Was Shane? No, in no, it? no, no, nothing yeah. to do with Shane. Um, and then they would like they they played in character, but you knew it wasn't really. I mean, obviously, you knew it wasn't really Kiss, yeah. But then halfway through the set, they'd be like, Ladies and gentlemen, we got a surprise for you tonight, the <laughs> one and only Ace. Fraley, and then another guy dressed up as Ace Fraley, <laughs> supposedly the real Ace Fraley. He's not, but he's like supposedly would come out on stage and play this sick guitar solo, and like his costume was a little bit nicer than the guy that was already on. It was <laughs> like weird. it might have been him if you'd never seen the band. I, you'd be like, I, is that yeah, me? I, that's. I wish I could remember. They they came through the masquerade a bunch of times, and I mean, look, I don't. People will shit on cover bands like touring cover bands, ah, but no, I look, I can't go. I, I am not going to go pay to see kiss to sit three miles away and yeah. see tiny kiss. I'll go, I'll pay 12 bucks to see a kiss cover band. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Cause I, they're going to do all the same moves. They're going right. to do. I yeah. don't care about Ace Freely. I don't care about Gene Simmons. I really don't, you know, no. it's, but if I, I can see I, the guys pulling the moves off and we were, we were right up on the stage. I was like, this is great. I'm I'm kind of seeing Kiss live uh, at DragonCon because they're doing all the, the things. Experience. They're in the character while they're playing. I was like, that right. That's a level of. It's the uh, ultimate DragonCon yeah, meta experience. Yeah. You're not. You are. You are that character because you have to be this guy playing a character playing an instrument. I'm right. Like, that's that's good. And they were fun. You know, they they did they did all the Kiss and it was great. I, mean, Which they, they, I, I mentioned Cybertronic Spree. Have you guys been able to see them yet? I saw them the first year they not played. Uh, oh, yeah, gosh. I didn't. I didn't see them. Uh, not last year. The year before, it was just it was too packed out. It got it got to be one of those where it it became the, the it thing for the night. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. always that one party, or there's always that one thing that everybody and dude deservedly it, so. Yeah, they they're because great. They're fantastic. I was familiar with them before dragon con and i had no idea what to expect because i didn't understand how they would put on a good live show in those costumes they nailed it and my my assumption was that they would basically just be standing up there playing instruments and singing the songs and they're doing full-on like kicks and splits and jumps and like crowd interaction and like it's crazy they're I don't really good how they do it it's they're they're it's really hard for me to to call it because I love so many of the bands that I've seen at Dragon Con, 
but I think Cybertron Expree really is the best live band I've seen at Dragon Con. They're nice. they're a good one. They're not they're not my favorite one I've ever seen, but they are they are up there. I just can't think of anybody that's put on a a, a show that dropped my jaw more. Grand Moff Tarkin at Dragon Con. <laughs> I mean, look, it was, I loved, it was the I, it was the height of Star Wars. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the prequels were just about to come out. Seven. Yeah, they had dancing girls. They had Darth Vader singing, and you know they they're. I didn't see him at Dragon Con. I saw him at the Star Bar, and I saw him at Masquerade Point. Yeah, you saw him at the Point. Did I? okay. They, they played the point. point. Okay, then I saw him at the Point. I think that was the one where I helped him because somebody the Death somebody Star blew was, up. Some well, somebody that was supposed to help them get everything back to Jim's house just left, <laughs> and I happened to own a truck at the time, so I helped. That them sounds about right. Drive all their <laughs> stuff back to Jim's house. Um, yeah, and that's I mean. Grandma Tarkin doesn't get enough credit because they are the front runners of, of basically this kind of music, like performing in costume in that way. I, I don't know if anybody else Themed, did that like, at that time. Yeah, they, I mean, Guar, the Guar played the same year they played, but, right. uh, but you know, the Guar was, but that was Guar a different, was Guar. Yeah. yeah, that was a different kind of thing. This was, I, I don't think anybody would have. It, it's interesting to think about because I hadn't considered it before. I guess it is a similar thing, but I don't think at the time anybody was comparing Grand Moff Tarkin to Guar. No, no. But you're, but you're not right. It is that performing in costume and, uh, and they, you know, they had a, they had a whole theme going. You know, where they could play Dragon Con, and if you would, you know, everybody's heard of Guar, and it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but if you're at something like Dragon Con and you hear, hey, this band called Grand Moff Tarkin is playing, yeah which this played a part in it right there. Uh, uh, you know, if, if you hear grandma, you're going to check it out, it, you know, and then you get there and you got a stormtrooper playing bass and Boba Fett's playing the keyboard and you got a Death Star gunner playing drums and Bo Darth Vader walks out and starts pointing and singing. And you're like, ah, maybe he's not really singing. And then halfway through, he's got to take the mask off and you've got yeah. this, this actual, why giant is, why is sasquatch darth vader that's, a, that's just a whole nother layer to it a whole nother who is this jolly giant did you uh, did you see that mattel is making mm -hmm. a figure of andre the giant as bigfoot from as jim stacy <laughs> right and it just looks like a jim stacy action yeah. figure just just put a hawaiian shirt on it, and it right go. right uh all right uh well keith you, you i mean you surely you've caught some late night stuff some performances are you an in and out oh. guy like does it get too late for you no no i, I mean uh i'll sit there thinking about bands like some of my favorite ones i think they cracked down on this though the ones that people the local bands that would just show up and play on the streets <laughs> yeah 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 and one of my favorites and i immediately bought all their stuff was attractive 80s women huh I didn't, band, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know they did that yeah, they uh, they performed there on. I'd never heard them. I just walked up and all I saw was a bunch of dudes wearing uh, all the old school '80s laser tag gear, and you know they were just like just rocking. I was like, "What is this?" And I, I mean, I was mesmerized. Um, sat up there for the entire set, and as soon Bus as they were done, busking at the con. <laughs> yeah, as soon as soon as they were done, uh, um, there was uh, these. I don't know who it was. It was just a bunch of people in Mighty Morphin Power gear. Um, clothing um and they just got up and they started doing this uh by that time i was ready to go in because we've been out there for like an hour you know uh watching another band but i was i, I kind of wanted to hang out for that but uh for me I, I i like to gravitate and just keep moving 
So after about an hour of that, but no, I think one of my favorite bands I saw there was <laughs> Attractive Eighties Women, <laughs> and that used to be a thing that would happen outside the hotels. Bands would just show up and set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I remember you generally walking into the Marriott right when you go when you're going in through the mm-hmm. carport area. Mm-hmm. They'd set up in there. There would yeah, or there would be like right out front mm-hmm. on the steps there, like it would just happen. And you're right. I think they pretty much cracked down on that. I think that's I where understand. it was. Yeah, when I saw that one, right back to the was. Is it a lion? Yeah, yeah. yeah There's always going to be somebody with a guitar out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they can't they can't stop the the soloists. Unfortunately, as <laughs> hard as they try. <laughs> so before we wrap it up, uh, any final thoughts? Any last things that you guys want to talk about? You know, we we discussed doing this a little while ago. What popped into your head when you thought, "Oh, we're going to be talking about Dragon Con some more on somebody else's show"? <laughs> so what do we what do we uh, there any nuggets that you saved up? I don't think so. I'm just, I'm happy it's back. I, I really am. You know, I, I know everybody's a bit apprehensive, you know, uh, sure. I know there's, there's a lot going on. Um, and I think a bunch of us want to see past that and, and get back into it. And just as long as everybody's safe and, and doesn't do anything stupid, uh, I think we can all have a good time again. I, I I'm excited to be back. You know, it's, it's going to be very different this year. I, I think we talked about that. Um, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the Dragon Con of, of really the last 10 years. It's going to be more like the Dragon Con from 25 years ago with, with the amount of people that are coming out. I don't, I don't know. I'm really curious to see. I know they put an attendance cap on it. I know they're... Right. Uh, Saturdays I don't know if off. they're requiring masks or if they're politely they, asking people to wear masks they've said they are requiring masks uh from indoors. what i read indoors they're requiring masks um per they're saying they're going per cdc guidelines right right so no you don't have to show proof of a test you don't have to show vaccine paperwork um but they are saying that you you are gonna have to wear a mask which i'm curious to see how that goes down because oh, that's i mean it's I, I guarantee you midnight by midnight on thursday <laughs> half the people are going to have no masks they're going to i once a week i host a trivia night in downtown atlanta and i can assure you nobody gives a shit about masks yeah, yeah. They, they don't care. and that's in downtown atlanta that's where you know a lot of the people it, who are concerned in about general, it, the more responsible people right live. right and right. uh and you're, and you're can, not in dallas georgia <laughs> I'm not nothing against it. Dallas, uh, Georgia. I'd be curious to see like how creative everybody's going to get with them. That's what I'm hoping, you know, this year. Is. Like, I'm just, yeah, just wondering, like, you know, how, how insane, like, you know, with their mask or whatever, you know, they're like, dude, I don't have to take this off at all. I've got like tubes going yeah. in. I can drink my, got my camel pack in the back with water, another one with, uh, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 But, I, I, I think there'll be a good bit of that, but I, I think, well, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll yeah, see I, what happens. And we'll hope that alcohol, uh, copious uh, amounts of alcohol can kill, kill the virus. We may come into contact <laughs> yeah. with. If, if not that, maybe the stench will, uh, will eventually kill it. <laughs> oh, stinky people at Dragon Con. <laughs> we've, we've hit the low hanging fruit portion of the Con, podcast. Con crud versus coronavirus. Uh, oh, gosh. The battle ultimate battle. Be, which, by the way, I just occurred to me the other day. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll go in and get that flu shot before. Well, Bo, Bo just got his or something. Yeah, yeah. Bo did. I've, I've seen a couple of people. I'm like, yeah, maybe that's a good idea. 
I've upped my vitamins. I, I'm taking, uh, I started two weeks ago taking more vitamin C. Oh, so. do you keep them in Keith's toe? No, no, I, 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 have, uh, I have my own toe. I keep them in my sock. Uh, I, don't, I don't like to keep it in a toe. But, uh, sock vitamins. I, I usually take a thousand milligrams of vitamin C a day. And uh, I've do started keep, taking Do you keep it in your roofs? <laughs> the shoes with the little zipper. Oh, oh yeah, there is. Kangaroos, kangaroos. Well, now I'm gonna. Now I'm, I'm gonna, after, after this, I'm going straight to eBay. If, how tempted would you be if they did like a because you know this shit comes back around all the time. If they did a big like re-release, relaunch of Ruse, I'm how tempted in. would you be to jump in on that? I'm I would in. be tempted. It would depend on, on the my, price point. Price point, one thing, and I would. I, I, I'd have to the style of it, you know what I mean? Because I'm I'm a big Vans guy. I love I love Vans and what if some... Vans and Ruse yeah. did a mashup Cro- crossover where they where they did some checkerboard ruse? I would take, yeah, I would to... oh yeah, I would get that. <laughs> as, long as, it, as long as it as long as it wasn't in the pocket. Um a penny. You couldn't keep anything in that pocket. Yeah, like a, like a key or a quarter. <laughs> no, it's literally I think there was enough room for like a quarter, and that was yeah. it. But it was still seemed like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> all right so on that note uh for the listeners ruse. you don't know what the fuck we're talking about look up ruse tennis shoes and you will be delighted and mystified um and the also pride of australia maybe yeah i'm sure <laughs> oh for, for sure it came with they came with a little boomerang you're supposed to keep a little tiny boomerang in there <laughs> that's, what, that's what it was uh pete and keith where can we find you online what are we up to you can find us uh on the clown is down podcast uh wherever you find your podcast we're on instagram facebook spotify apple music uh find us and uh and give us a listen give us a listen yeah. follow on instagram all the social media stuff do your do your be a responsible podcast listener like subscribe share Tell your friends about Clown is Down. Absolutely. Keith, Keith uh, thank you for coming on and talking Dragon Con. And I'll Always see you guys in a couple of weeks here. Yeah. See you Thanks in a for few, having man. Us. It's going to be a blast. Later, guys. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. The Clown is Down podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Personally, I listen to it on Spotify. Uh, I find that. Oh, excuse me. I had to take a swig of my delicious. Kugel's Summer Shandy. Uh, I find that Spotify is the best for sort of organizing my podcasts. Like, it's it's easiest to look at my list, find the newest episode, and just play through. Uh, I like it. But you, you may have something different. And uh, you feel free to add Clown Is Down to whichever service you use to get your podcasts. Including, of course... The Needless Things Podcast. Leave us a review somewhere. I don't care where. iTunes, uh, Spotify, Podbean, a bathroom wall, wherever. Just leave a review somewhere. And if you take a picture of that review, uh, put it up on... I I would prefer Instagram and tag Needless Things Podcast. And uh, I'll really appreciate it. I'm not sending out... I don't do prizes anymore because there's not enough... I don't. I, I have not gotten good results from contests. Uh, I, they always leave me bitter. Uh, so no more no more contests. But but you know maybe if I see somebody left a review somewhere relevant, uh, including a bath. If you leave a review 
and can prove it's on a bathroom wall. And I'm not saying write on the wall, like type it up and tape it to the wall. Don't don't be a hoodlum or a vandal. But if you tape a review of Needless Things to a wall in a Dragon Con bathroom and have some sort of proof uh, that it's a Dragon Con bathroom, I will send you a prize. I will that will be a contest. I will I will stick with that. So let's do that. Tag me on Instagram. Thank you. I love you guys. Smash that like button if you like Needless Things. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.